888-835-2414. Welcome to the Leslie Samuel Show. Welcome to another episode of the Leslie Samuel Show, the podcast for creators like you who want to have an impact while building a successful online business. No, I'm not talking about one of those businesses that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from IamLeslieSamuel.com, where we're changing the world one post at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 388, we're going to be talking about the top seven struggles I see entrepreneurs facing and how to overcome them. Here's the truth. All entrepreneurs have struggles, and it may not look like it from what you see on sales pages and on social media. Everyone looks like they're, they got their stuff together and things are all perfect, but it ain't true. It ain't real. We all have struggles. We all face challenges. In fact, I would even venture to say that these struggles make us stronger. They make us better, and it doesn't make sense to try to hide these struggles. Instead, we should share them with others. That way, we know we're not alone, and that way, we can learn from each other. In this episode, I'm going to do just that. So the top seven entrepreneurial struggles and how to overcome them, that's what we're going to be talking about today. What is going on? How you doing? I hope you are having an amazing week. And if it's not amazing as yet, I hope that by the end of this episode, it is, man, it is like my kids like to say, it is better than stupendous. <laughs> I am having an amazing week uh, and I'm excited to be talking to you about this content because I know, I know what it's like to be an entrepreneur. And the, the, the way I, the reason I know what it's like to be an entrepreneur is because I am an entrepreneur and I know the struggles that I faced on this journey. And, you know, I just get this feeling. I get this feeling that if I face struggles, you've probably faced struggles too because just like I'm human, you're human. At least that's what I'm assuming if you're listening to this episode. <laughs> well, some of you might be listening with your pets and maybe the pets are listening to the episode too. But anyhow, I'm not talking to the pets, I'm talking to you. Man, I want to start with a story. I remember I remember the day like it, like, like, like it was just yesterday. So I am... At the time, I'm a, a university professor. I'm teaching in a doctor of physical therapy program. I'm the anatomy professor. So I one of the classes that I teach is gross anatomy. And I remember I was in my lab. This was one of those days. I'm, I'm in my third year of teaching. And I'm finally kind of getting the, the, the hang of things. Like the first year was struggles. I mean, it, it was intense. I didn't know what I was doing. I was figuring things out and then teaching them immediately the next day or the same day. It, man, it was such a rough time. But by year three, I was, I was kind of getting into the groove. I, I, had, I, I, was, I knew the information now because I had already taught it twice before. And, and things are starting to feel comfortable. But my wife and I made a decision that year that it was going to be my last year teaching. And as of the following year, I would be a full-time entrepreneur. Oh, my word. So I'm in my lab. 
And I remember, man, it was such an amazing day. The class went well. I was in the lab. I knew the stuff that, I mean, I was comfortable. I was teaching and it felt good. And then I remember walking away from the lab at the end of the day, walking towards my car to go home. And right there in the parking lot, I started to freak out. <laughs> Yo, I started freaking out because I'm thinking, I mean, I'm thinking about it right now and I can kind of feel it a little bit on my chest, that, 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 that anxious feeling. I am walking away from the lab knowing that I am also eventually within a few months because this was in April. No, not a few months within. Yeah, within two months. This was in April. And the end of June, I would be leaving that job to do this entrepreneurial thing full time. And I started to freak out. I started to get nervous. I started to feel anxiety. What am I doing? I have a stable job. I have a job that I enjoy. I have a job that I actually think it's fun. This, this was my dream job at some point, And now I have it. And it's secure. It, it pays me every two weeks. It, 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 it takes care of my expenses. It it helps me to take allows me to take care of my family. We have good health insurance or relatively good health insurance. What was I doing? On the other hand, I had this business and I was going to do it full time and the business wasn't exactly where I needed it to be as yet and I was freaking out. Man, I'm just talking about it now and I'm feeling a little bit of the freak out just <laughs> Just because of how real it was at that moment. And I remember going through a process of really analyzing my fears and, and what my concerns were. And I remember recording a podcast episode about it. And by the end of me kind of analyzing my fears, I re realized that, um, yes, I was making a, a big decision and I was taking a risk. But even if the risk didn't work out well. Even if my business didn't do well, there were things that I could do to fix the situation. I tell this story because it goes into the number one struggle I see entrepreneurs facing. And that number one struggle is fear. Fear. We are afraid of something. We are afraid of the unknown. We're afraid that we might fail. We might, we, we might fail and look stupid in front of our friends, in front of our family. Um, we, we, we are afraid. In some cases, we're even afraid of success. Because what if I am successful? What would that mean? How would people look at me? Will people start to judge me? There's fear and the fear is real. I mean, this is one of those times where I wish I was in a class <laughs> and I was talking to people and I could get your response. Like, do you ever feel fear when it comes to your business? Because if, if you don't, man, you, you, you're one special cookie boy. Because I, I've experienced that fear and that fear is real. The last year quite frankly, of my business have been, has been the year that I felt the most 
anxious, like, what am I doing? And it's because I'm doing things that are, that are outside of my comfort zone. But here's what I've come to realize. This is normal. If you're an entrepreneur, you're a risk taker. And with taking risk comes fear. Anytime you are doing something that's kind of, man, I'm stepping outside my comfort zone. Fear can be a natural result of that. So how do you overcome that? Well, number one, accept the fact that you don't have to overcome that. You don't have to be a fearless entrepreneur. No, you have to experience that. When you do experience that fear, it's not about the fact that you experience that fear. It's about what you do. Do you run away? Or do you use that fear as a barometer to let you know that, hey, man, this, this, this area that you're stepping into, it's outside your comfort zone. I believe that amazing things happen outside your comfort zone. So now I've started to look at fear as not a bad thing. I've just reframed my perspective. When I feel afraid because I'm about to take I'm about to do something that is outside my comfort zone and this is something that can result in the growth of my business, I use that as an indicator that hey, this is outside of my comfort zone and that's all good. I need to stretch myself. Let's run in the direction of that fear. So, if you experience fear, number 1, recognize that you're not alone. We all or at least most of us experience fear in our businesses. And it's not about experiencing the fear. It's about what you do in spite of that fear. So number one, top entrepreneurial struggle that I've seen with myself and also with my clients is fear. Number two. Now, this one, this one is real. Perfectionism. You want everything to be perfect. It has to, it has to look amazing. You have to finish all the details, cross all the T's and dot all the I's. And if you don't, you can't launch it. No. I have a I have a, a um a bottle in front of me that I got from a virtual event that I attended recently. And the bottle says progress, not perfection. I love that. Because when it comes to your entrepreneurial journey, it's not about doing everything perfectly. In fact, the people that usually are trying to get everything perfect are the ones that never really take action and they don't accomplish anything significant. Progress, not perfection. When I left my job in 2014, one of the things that I wanted to do was launch a membership site. I launched a membership site. I used to, I called it my Blogger Coaching Club. And the Blogger Coaching Club, I launched it at 27 bucks a month. And man, I was in a situation where I needed to make some money. I didn't have time for perfection. So what did I do? I launched it. I just launched it. Was there anything in it? Nope. There was nothing in it. The idea was, hey, we're going to build this together. And it actually ended up working very well because we'd have these webinars, we'd record the webinars, we'd put it in the members area, members would have access to it, we'd do these live calls and all that good stuff. It wasn't perfect. And it never got perfect. Nothing I've done to date is perfect. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. Don't 
be so obsessed with trying to perfect it or to get it perfect before you launch it. Get started. Get started. Dive right in. Start putting content out there. Start putting stuff out there. The minimal viable product. It doesn't have to be the the finished product. Just put something out there and then refine it. Here's the beauty about that. You then get to refine it based on actual feedback. You know, we, we oftentimes have this thing in our minds of how we want something to be. And the fact is, how you want it to be oftentimes doesn't even matter. What matters is your customer. How do they want it to be? And the best way to know that is by getting direct feedback from them. Put it out there and start to see how people respond. And based on that response, you can adjust, you can tweak, and you can continue to perfect it over time with the understanding that it will never be perfect. But it's okay because it's about progress, not perfection. Number three, the third top struggle that I've seen with entrepreneurs, whether it's my clients or you know, just things that I've dealt with is not knowing what to do next. Have you ever been in that situation, man? You know, you have this great idea. You want to put it out there, but you don't know what to do. Here's the beauty. I remember um, this was like back in 2003 or 2004, somewhere around there. Um, I started a business and it was a web design business. I called it the C-Web Alternative. It was at cwebalternative.com. Does that even exist now? Let me see. C-Web Altern... I can't spell. Alternative.com. Nope, it doesn't even exist. Anyhow, (laughs) back then I started this web design business and I basically got a ton of, you know, uh, website templates And I would use those templates as a starting point to design the websites that people were looking for. And I remember, I remember having meetings with clients and they would come up with all these elaborate things that they want for their website. I remember one, it was for a radio station and they wanted to have a, a, a player on their website where you can listen to the, 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 the station live on the air. And they asked me this question, can you do that? My answer, regardless of what the question was, yes, I can do that. Of course, we can make that happen. Leaving the meeting thinking, oh my word, how in the world do I do that? <laughs> Here's the beauty about the time we live in today. You can find out how to do anything on the internet. You can find out how to do just about anything on the internet. So I'd leave from the client meeting, I'd go to YouTube, I'd I'd check out courses online, I'd do some Google searches and all that good stuff. And the next time we met, it would always, there was never a time where I was not able to do what they wanted done for their website. Here's the thing. If you don't know what to do next, the good news is somebody else knows. And in most cases, they've published that on the internet. You can find that on a blog somewhere. You can find it on YouTube. And if you need to go even beyond that, you can get someone, you can hire someone uh, to consult with you, to provide coaching, to, do, to, to help you to figure out what to do next. Not knowing what to do next is not an excuse in 2021 
because the resources are there and they're right at our fingertips. So that's number one, two, three, not knowing what to do next. Number four. Oh, man, this is a biggie. This, this is a big one. Being overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed because there's so much information out there. We're overwhelmed because it's coming from so many different directions. Everyone knows what you're supposed to do, and there's everyone else that's sharing their version of what you are supposed to do. There are all of these tools that are coming out, all of these resources coming out, and you're overwhelmed, and you don't know what to do next. You kind of reach to this place where you're so overwhelmed that you don't do anything. Now, there's, a, there's an idea that I learned uh, a few years back from listening to a podcast. The podcast is no longer produced now, but it was called Internet Business Mastery from Jeremy and Jason. And there's a, there's a concept that they shared that really resonated with me, and it's called just-in-time learning. Just-in-time learning. In other words, you don't have to learn how to do everything right now. There is something you need to learn right now to do the next thing that needs to get done. Then you, you learn that and you learn that just in time. Forget about everything else. You don't have to be an expert at everything. You don't have to know everything right now. Just learn what you need to learn to take the next step. In doing that, guess what you do? You, you eliminate overwhelm. There's no overwhelm because there's one main thing you need to learn right now to be able to take that next step. So if you are someone that is overwhelmed because you have so much information that is coming at you from so many different directions, cut it off. Cut off all that information and just focus on what you need to know right now. You know what I've done as, um, as I went into 2021? I actually just started unsubscribing from everything. <laughs> I unsubscribe from just about every email newsletter that I'm on, every email list that I'm on, because there's so many people that are, that are striving to get our attention. So many marketers, myself included, wanting to get your attention. But if it's a bunch of information that's overwhelming you, cut it off and focus on what you need to know right now. Maybe right now, you just need to set up your website. If that's the case, you don't have to learn about monetizing your website right now. You don't even have to learn about how to drive traffic right now. You don't have to learn all the, the latest social media techniques right now. No. Because all you need to do is get that website set up. So figure that out. You have a business. It is doing well. Um, you're making thousands of dollars a month. And you don't have a funnel in place. People are just kind of stumbling onto your products. Well, maybe it's time for you to set some time aside to learn about creating your funnel. So that you can increase your revenue. Just in time learning. Learn what you need to learn right now in order to take the next step. Because remember, 
It's not about perfection. It's about progress. And in order to progress, you have to take that next step. All right. Number one, fear. Number two, perfectionism. Number three, not knowing what to do next. Number four, being overwhelmed. Number five, I don't know if this, if this is something that you struggle with. It's definitely something that I've struggled with. Shiny object syndrome. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there's a new course. You have to sign up for it. There's a new uh, event. You have to sign up for that. There's new equipment. There's the latest camera that came out. And this camera is the best camera since sliced bread. I don't know what sliced bread has to do with cameras, but it's an amazing camera and you need it now. Uh, and, and now there's a new app. Now there's Clubhouse, but th- there's, there's this other thing over here that's coming out. You have to be all in on that. And, and, and ev- you're running in all the shiny object syndrome. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You don't need all of that. And just because something is new doesn't mean that something is for you. I'll say that again. Just because something is new doesn't mean that that something is for you. Just because, just as an example, last week, my podcast episode was about the trends that I am actively exploring. Maybe you weren't considering it, but now you hear, hey, Leslie's trying this TikTok and YouTube shorts thing, and he's going in on Clubhouse. I need to do all of it now because Leslie says, no, no, that's not how it works. That's not how this works. You don't have to go after every shiny object. Once again, you need to focus on what you need to focus on in order to take the next step. And just because something is new does not mean that something is for you. It may be for you at a later date, and that's perfectly fine. Don't try to go after every shiny object, every new thing. Unnecessary. All right, we got two more because that was number five. So number six, not keeping the main thing as the main thing. A lot of these kind of work well together. Um, You know, there's this idea that Man, we're building these online businesses, so we got to be everywhere. We got to be on all of the different social platforms. We got to be creating content on our blog. We got to be publishing on YouTube. We got to be tweeting, and we got to be doing this and so on. Um, There's an idea that I like to teach that I call the impact equation, and it comes from when I used to teach physics in the high school, and I used to teach about the equation for pressure. If you want to calculate pressure, you take the amount of force and you divide it by the area. P equals F over A. Pressure equals force over area. Okay, that's a formula. There's some math involved, but I'm going to make it very simple for you. If I take my fist and I apply a certain amount of force to my thigh, I'm just going to hit my thigh. Okay, that hurt maybe a little bit. Now, if I do the exact same thing with the exact same amount of force, But instead of hitting my thigh directly, I take a needle and I put it in between my thigh and my fist and I hit the needle. I guarantee you 
that I'm going to scream like nobody's business. And the reason for that is while I'm applying the same amount of force, the area of focus is so small that it increases the pressure like crazy. The smaller the, the area of focus, the narrower, the, area, the, 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 the tinier that area of focus, the greater the pressure will be. Does that make sense? Hit your thigh, ouch. Hit your thigh, but with a needle in between, and you scream like a banshee. <laughs> I don't even know what a banshee is, but that's something we used to say in college. You scream like crazy because the pressure, because you focus on such a small area. The same way I came up with the impact equation. Impact equals effort over your area of focus. And if you apply a certain amount of effort, but the area of focus is very small, you focus on one thing, you focus on a small area, what happens to the impact? Just like the pressure, it increases significantly. No, you don't have to be everywhere. You don't have to be creating on all different platforms. You have to focus. And by focusing, you're going to increase your impact. Now, how does that apply to someone like me? Someone like me that's a content creator, a business coach. Well, for me, I know that when it comes to my business, there are not a ton of things that's super important. There are like two main things that are very important for me. And that is creating content and having a strong funnel. If I'm creating content and I'm putting that out there that's attracting an audience and I have a strong funnel and I have a, 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 a good system for getting people to come in and maybe signing up for free coaching experiences um, and then from my free coaching experiences, I can funnel some of them into becoming paid coaching clients, I am building a solid business. And I'm building that solid business by focusing, not by trying to do everything that's out there that I could be doing, but by focusing on the few things that really make a difference, by focusing on my main thing. That is going to help me build my business much more efficiently. What is your main thing in your business? Do you know what that is? And if you don't know what that is, Maybe you need to spend the time to figure that out. Maybe you need to get the support that you need to try to figure that out. And once you figure out what that main thing is, you go all in. Once again, going back to the impact equation. Narrow area of focus. Same amount of effort, but you increase the impact significantly. Keep the main thing as the main thing. Number seven. We're going we're gonna to bring this home now. You know, it's interesting to see how so many of these struggles relate to each other. Number seven. 
Let's recap actually the first six. Number one, fear. Number two, perfectionism. Number three, not knowing what to do next. Number four, being overwhelmed. Number five, shiny object syndrome. Number six, not keeping the main thing as the main thing. And number seven, activity without strategy. Activity without strategy. Being busy is not the same as being productive. I'm going to say that again. Being busy is not the same as being productive. There's a quote from Tim Ferriss from uh, the 4-Hour Workweek, and I love this. He says, being busy is a form of laziness. Lazy thinking and indiscriminate action. Being busy is a form of laziness. Lazy thinking and indiscriminate action. You know, I used to enjoy saying, man, I'm so busy. Now, I don't, I don't see that as a good thing. Being busy doesn't mean you're being productive. Being busy often means you have not figured out or you have not decided to say no to the things that don't matter. Saying no to the less important things so that you can say, oh man, yes, 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 to the things that really matter. Are you active everywhere on all the social platforms? Are you, you know, creating content for your blog? You're creating content for YouTube, creating content for Instagram, creating content for this, then doing these interviews on podcasts and doing all this kind of stuff. There's, there's nothing wrong with doing these things. But do you have a strategy? Do you have a strategy for converting those visitors into clients or to customers? Do you have a strategy for, 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 for getting repeat customers? Do you have a strategy for increasing your revenue based on the actions that you are taking? Or are you just working and working and working with no overall strategy? Activity without strategy. If you are working on growing your business, make sure you have a strategy in place. And no, the strategy doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect because it's about progress rather than perfection. But you want to have a strategy. So let's recap. Number one, fear. Recognize you're in good company. Entrepreneurs experience fear. It is okay. You can use that fear as an indicator that you are stepping outside of your comfort zone and do what you need to do regardless. Number two, perfectionism. Remember, it's about progress, not perfection. Get it out there and refine over time. Number three, not knowing what to do next. And that is not an excuse anymore because the knowledge is at our fingertips. The resources are available. The people, the coaches, the, 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 the guidance, it's out there. They are out there. We are out there. Number four, being overwhelmed. Don't try to take in everything at one time. 
focus on just-in-time learning. Number five, shiny object syndrome. You don't have to always get the latest and greatest. You don't have to get on every new platform. Number six, not keeping the main thing as the main thing. Remember that if you focus the same amount of effort on a smaller area of focus, you're going to have a greater impact. And number seven, activity without strategy. Remember, being busy is not the same as being productive. Make sure you have a strategy that your activity is working on, that your activity is working towards. You know where you're going. You are getting the guidance that you need so that you can have a strategy that's going to work for you. Now, if you are saying to yourself, Leslie, man, I identify with so much of what you're saying and I need some guidance where this is concerned. I have a business, and especially if you have a business that is doing well, but you are trying to take it to the next level and you want to talk about coaching, please reach out to me. Leslie at becomeablogger.com is my email, or you can just come to IamLeslieSamuel.com and click on contact to shoot me a message, and we can explore from there to see whether coaching is right for you. But that's pretty much it for this episode. Man, that was that's good stuff. We all have struggles. We all experience struggles on our entrepreneurial journey. That is par for the course. But there are things that we can do to come out on the other side. Hey, that's uh, episode number 388. You can find the show notes over at IamLessieSamuel.com slash 388. Go over there, check it out, leave a comment, let me know your thoughts. And hey, if you would like to support the show, I'd love if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. You may not realize it, but each review really helps to bring more credibility and also visibility to the podcast. And even more, it makes me smile. (laughs) I like to smile. (laughs) You might know that if you know me. All you got to do is this. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, as soon as this is done, open up the app, go to the show page, scroll down and tap that five-star rating if you think it deserves it. And that would bring some joy to my soul. That's it for now. Leslie Samuel here from IamLeslieSamuel.com where we're changing the world one post at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless.